back to a brand new episode of Mike Cadelic. I'm Mike Brancatelli, your you. Today's guest is Jasper, CEO of Fungi Academy. And uh, we had a great conversation. And they are a new sponsor of this show. Why? Well, because they're selling something that's awesome. And I love it. And uh, I think you guys will too. So if you put in the code Mikeadelic at checkout when purchasing one of their courses, you will get 25, that is 25% off, which is a nice chunk of change. 25% off is great. I, I, I think um, it's just well worth it, you know, for what these guys are putting out there. You know, there's, there's not a whole lot of uh, one-stop shops for uh, mushroom cultivation and psychedelic learning. And I think what Fungi Academy, as their name suggests, is a place, this repository of knowledge and wisdom. And uh, they have over 75 plus videos in their courses, Sacred Mushroom Cultivation Course, Learn How to Grow Psychedelic Mushrooms. Then they have uh, their Psychedelic Journey Work Course. And, um, you know, this, this is a great course to be become skilled with uh, your psychedelic journeying and enrich your psychedelic experience and therefore enrich your life. And, uh, you know, one of the main points that we talked about in this conversation with Jasper was uh, just how important, how integral fungi and mushrooms are in our lives. And uh, by us improving our lives with these amazing medicines, uh, that, uh, that they then improve the lives of our surrounding environment. The people in it, around us, our earth. Uh, so I think that uh, as they stress on their website, they, uh, Fungi Academy is uh, an alliance between humans and fungi that inspires us to live in balance with each other and our environment. And I think that is much needed in uh, this time that we're living through, which is a time of crisis, a time of extreme crisis. And, uh, you know, this is... This is a, a sacred, you know, these, these fungi allies that we have formed relationships with in the past and are rekindling our relationships uh, with now in the present is uh, something to be really revered uh, and, and cherished. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, Fungi Academy is, is really doing a good job to connect community around the globe and empower people to grow and to share the fungal wisdom. And by growing and sharing the fungal wisdom, you will grow. Uh, you, you're not only going to be learning how to grow, but uh, you will be growing by learning in the process. And so I just am a huge supporter of what these guys are doing. Um, and um, Jasper's just, uh, uh, you know, you, you want to see somebody like Jasper at the helm of something like this. So uh, anything that I can do to get the word out about them and, uh, you know, uh, spread their message, uh, I'm going to do. And uh, they uh, definitely are a great partner to have. So grow mushrooms and learn how to grow mushrooms with Fungi Academy. Put in the promo code Mikeadelic, you get 25% off their courses of mushroom cultivation and their psychedelic course as well. Also, uh, let's just say I wrote a fiction story, and the fiction story is about people that uh, 
uh, want to grow mushrooms and then take them at music festivals. Well, the the story goes one day, little uh, Johnny woke up. Well, little. <laughs> One, had little in stature. One day, Johnny woke up and he uh, one, was go, getting ready for the three-day music festival he was going to. So he uh, took his mushrooms that he had just grown and he uh, put uh, his sheath underwear on. And he was like, you know, I think I'll just use this, uh, this pouch in here to, uh, to my benefit. And, uh, you know, uh, then therefore spreading that benefit to the benefit of others. So what I'm trying to say is that sheath underwear is an amazing underwear. And that's what the story is about. The story is about growing mushrooms and wearing sheath underwear. And it's really a symbiotic relationship, the mushrooms and the underwear, because, um, you know, they have a pouch and, uh, you can, you can, uh, use that pouch to separate your man parts or your fungal parts. And, um, you can then go to places that, uh, maybe you've never been before and with ease. So get a pair of sheath underwear if you can decode what I'm saying here. You know that they're going to be great. Uh, sheath underwear is amazing. I love them. They're just really comfortable and I uh, love that pouch compartment. Really comes in handy when traveling or going to concerts. It's amazing. So uh, sheathunderwear.com, promo code is Mikeadelic, and you get 20% off for that. Also check out Mushroom Revival. Get 15% off mushroom extracts and products from Mushroom Revival and uh, Ohana Kava Bar. I'm really loving Ohana Kava Bar. Check them out if you're interested in kava. If you don't know what kava is, the link is in the description. It's just great. Creates a lot of relaxation and happiness for me. I took some kava capsules with me to Costa Rica. And um, it was great, you know. Uh, it was uh, it made it a lot easier to travel uh, than carrying the kava mixture and making the tea. You just take a kava capsule, and uh, pretty soon you're feeling pretty nice. So it's a great plant, and uh, I highly recommend them. And Ohana Kava Bar is is great. Of course, use everything responsibly with balance. And uh, yeah, just really happy to have Fungi Academy on board. And to be uh, a part of uh, what we're doing here, and and uh, hopefully you guys can uh, check them out and see, you know, just the amazing stuff that they're doing, and uh, and get involved as well, and you know, more people that uh, that get involved. I think that there's a lot of courses out there, there's a lot of information, there's a lot of things that you can learn on your own that you can discover. But as uh, Jasper and I talked about, um, you know, weeding through all the information and everything can get a little exhausting and take a lot of time. So I think through his experience, what he's done is he's put all of this stuff and distilled it down into easily digestible and fun, uh, entertaining videos that are packed with the information that you want to know, everything that you want to know about mushrooms, growing mushrooms, and psychedelic journey work. So check them out, fungiacademy.com. And uh, thanks to everybody who supports the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple, Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, check out Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike Brank, uh, and get access to bonus stuff. And uh, yeah, that's it. Mush love to all you guys. Without further ado, let's get in this conversation with Jasper, CEO of Fungi Academy. Psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. 
They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. This meeting is being recorded. Oh, okay. This is new, I know. Yeah, 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 like I I had it the other days too. It's it's a little ominous. It's a little ominous. They couldn't have made it a little bit uh, nicer of a voice. No, I don't think so. It needs to be robotic and uh, scary. This meeting is being recorded. You are being watched by the United States Government Central Intelligence Agency. For sure, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of one of those things now where we all like, I'll hear it in passing as jokes, you know, like, uh, oh, you know, they're watching us, or like, oh, they listen to all your stuff. Oh, I got they heard something, and then it, I got an advertisement for that, and everybody kind of knows, and we're like kind of going along with it, but like as you were saying, you have experienced censorship. I've experienced some censorship from time to time. I have a feeling that I'm a uh, shadow banned on a couple of platforms. Uh, Patreon, I yeah. think, has shadow banned me, which is really interesting. I gotta, I gotta Ooh. get in touch with them about that. You can't search for Mike Adelic or my name uh, on Patreon, but if I give you the link, you'll find it. So, yeah, this, this is, uh, it's, it's definitely, there's definitely a, a bit of a battle between wanting to just do the things that we feel passionately about, that we feel that can benefit others and uh, being blocked and censored for those kinds of things. So you experienced this recently. What's go- what's going on with that? What happened? Uh, so uh, in mid-April, I think it was just, oh, it was on 419. It was on bicycle day, exactly, that we got like our Instagram account got disabled. Like they, they managed to set it. And like, luckily we got it back in a couple of days and they said it was, a, I'm air quoting here, an accident. Um, but it was a good lesson for us to like not put all of our eggs in this basket, which is Instagram, where we have right now uh, 180,000 followers or something. So that's why we're kind of attached because we worked really hard to get to this this stage. And then Double Blind, the magazine, got uh, disabled last week, and then we got disabled this Saturday. We got it back on Sunday, and then this morning it got disabled again, and my personal account got disabled. So it's like very challenging because we want to reach as many people as possible. And most people are on these platforms like YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, right? So it is so challenging because in an ideal world, we want to move away from this, but it's also Mm -hmm. the best way to reach the masses in all shapes and forms. And yeah, it's like annoying because we don't even break their guidelines. You know, I've, I spend a lot of time reading their guidelines. We don't break anything. We're not sending any legal substances. We're just informing people. We're just educating. And somehow, like, that gets taken down. Even a, a guy um, fascinated by fungi, he has, like, I don't know, like, 300,000 people on TikTok. He got taken down, and he doesn't even talk about psychedelics. I think he had one video on psychedelics, and the rest, he only does mushrooms and foraging and yeast and other fungi. It's it's so weird that like mushroom education is being shut down and 
you know, if I completely understand if you're trying to sell magic mushrooms or any kind of other substance on their platform that they, they need to step in. But it feels like a contradiction in terms because if you think about people in Silicon Valley, you know, like everybody's microdosing. Most people probably do psychedelics. Why are they like trying to shut down psychedelic conversation and education? I just don't understand that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense. And, 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 and that's the kind of world that you have to sort of learn how to be comfortable operating in if you're going to play this game because that's kind of the way that it is, right? And it's, it's unfortunate. It sucks. I remember getting censored or, or a post taken down for something that was completely innocuous. It, it was nothing. It was like I, it didn't make any sense. And they were saying that about so. So, yeah, there's a lot of head scratching moments here. And, um, you know, I think uh, so when when this kind of thing happens, um, there's no person to talk to, really. Right. Like there's no human being to be like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. I accidentally pressed the censor button. I meant to press the OK button. <laughs> Yeah, it's this like we're being ruled by these sort of like abstract algorithmic entities. Um, and I and I have a feeling that it, it's probably just something uh, uh, around that. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? What do you think? Is any any clue as to what it, what it could be? It seems to definitely be an algorithm, although sometimes I have my doubts because the first time we got taken down, we made some backup accounts and they all got taken down, too. Like we made three backup accounts and they all immediately so I, like maybe it's an algorithm. The moment that we did the appeal thing, we almost always like almost immediately got it back. Um, but somebody's programming this algorithm, right? So right. that's that's another whole layer behind it. And like it's in a way, it's kind of diabolical that you know that so many people um, have a lot of business and also right. have their sh story shared on your platform, and then without a warning. That's the weirdest thing, right? It's like my. One of my friends is really into sharing her like uh, new body. And uh, wait, hold on one second. Warnings, you, you like just... yo, this is inappropriate. You can't do this again. Otherwise, we'll do this. Okay, you're okay. good. Yeah, it just it just froze up. Ooh. We'll probably have a couple freezes here and there. It seems to kind of do that sometimes. Uh, international connections. It's Guatemalan but... internet. Yeah, it, it, like I'm doing my best. I have like three backups, right? So I have another Wi-Fi, and then I have my cellular data too. If it really goes great, yeah, wrong, we... but like. We should be good. The, yeah. my, my point that I was making is that like, uh, like my friend who, did, who is like into sharing nudism and she showed a nipple once on Instagram, she gets a warning. We never got any warning. We just got taken down immediately. And that feels like you're just at the feet of this like diabolical, fascistic, technological overlord that like has complete control over free speech and all these and basically free expression. And that to me just feels so weird and toxic and it's not a good omen for the future in many ways. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, the work that you're doing, that I'm doing that, uh, you know, here in Denver, the Denver mushroom uh, cooperative is doing and, and other, uh, you know, organizations that are trying to kind of empower people to be in touch with the human element of life, whether it be, you know, interacting face to face, mm -hmm. getting together with people, cultivating yourself, getting your hands in the soil and the substrate and not, you know, really as we were kind of talking before. So I think this is all kind of connected too, because it's like, it's efficient to kind of like live in this world where things are done at large scale and we use data to analyze things, but it takes away the personal, the human. And we're at the end of the day, we're, we're human beings. So you know, we need, I got, I got a speeding ticket on the road, uh, like a couple weeks ago in Denver. I, I didn't get pulled over by a police officer. I got flashed from his car on the side of the road. They sent me the ticket immediately. I'm like, 
where is this going? All of a sudden, like in, in a couple of years, they're just going to deduct, you know, money from my bank account, you know, and I'll have no chance to speak with someone and be like, hey, I, you know, I was racing the hospital because my wife was pregnant. That wasn't the situation. But, you know, everybody has a human situation going on with them. And I'm sure it would be better for you guys at Fungi Academy if you could say, hey, what, you know, let's talk to a human being here. What do we can we work with you? Can we talk with you? We we want to bring, as you said, makes sense. The Silicon Valley people, they're kind of tapped into the burner scene. They're kind of, you know, they're tapped into the microdosing scene, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it would make sense. Let's have somebody that we can work with that can help us here because we're trying to bring education. Fungi Academy, you guys are trying to bring education to the masses and much needed education because where else can you really get uh, a a, a one-stop shop for, you know, um, mushroom education? Uh, you know, mycology is there, this is, this is kind of like the online mycology university. And it, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist in any other uh, area, Well, you know, they're not, they don't have a a mushroom studies program at uh, Columbia or maybe they do. I don't know. I haven't checked, (laughs) but, but you guys seem to are like, you saw like maybe a hole here and you're trying to, trying to bring that out. So what's wrong with that, you know? And and anyway, I, now I'm starting to kind of go on a rant. This is this is the podcast where I'm supposed to be getting you to talk. So so yeah, throw throw some thoughts in there, and 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 you know, like what what do you think uh, with with all this? Um, yeah, it's it's especially weird that people are at all shutting down education, and then even on the weirder side, we even pay for advertising money, right? So that we should actually have somebody to talk to at stages, and that just doesn't exist at this point. And to your turn more into the conversation about mushrooms, right? Then there's some other uh, organizations out there. You have uh, Michael Logos, uh, Peter McCoy's organization. He's doing online courses, but they're not focused on education. And right now, slowly, like the University of Washington is like establishing a mycological faculty, but the rest of the world is just lagging behind it's very interesting to see in a couple years all these psychedelic faculties pop up but there's no mycological faculties popping up and you can learn how to grow mushrooms in very like in so many places in the world but then actually a lot of people are just too afraid to be open about also teaching about philosophy cubensis and all these other mushrooms and luckily that scene is changing right now with oregon and denver where you are oakland there's more and more people like stepping into that zone of like, hey, I feel comfortable sharing this knowledge. And, you know, I'm, I'm from the Netherlands. For me, it was, I was born like the, with this information. I was growing mushrooms out of grow kits that I can buy in a store uh, when I was 18, you know? So for me, this was always super normal. And that's why I'm privileged and blessed to have this voice of sharing this knowledge and without any fear of legal legal repercussions i think is is you say and i know a lot of people that do work in the industry with for example sport trading that like are in such fear of like sharing their even their face because they hear all these horror stories of people being rolled up by selling spores which is weirdly legal but then also doing education and then that combination is is not a legal combination or something in the united states since for us it's 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 really powerful to see that most mushroom cultivators started their journey with sacred mushrooms, with the magic mushroom, right? Like uh, I keep talking to more and more and like I always try to get people out of the psychedelic closet in our conversations and more and more people feel ready for this. And uh, the needs of the knowledge of working with their own food and medicines 
because mushroom cultivation is super fun because you can do it anywhere in the world, right? You can like, yeah. I'm literally growing mushrooms in my shower right now because I, I didn't have more space in this shroomery that we have. And I, I figured like the shower is perfect, dude. Like it's humid. Uh -huh. it, there's some light coming in. There's fresh air exchange happening. It's just perfect. And if I can grow it in my shower in Guatemala, you can literally grow it anywhere in the world. So mm -hmm. that's the cool thing about mushroom cultivation, because if you want to have a garden, okay, you need to have space for a garden or you need to go to this public garden and like rent a spot or something to garden, but you don't need that with mushrooms and they grow fast. It's fascinating. They are everywhere in the world. And, you know, it's also in many ways, the most sustainable psychedelic at this stage, right? If you look at uh, ayahuasca or bufo, they're, there's limited resources of these. In some places, you can cultivate your own ayahuasca, right? Um, even with LSD, there seems to be some limited resources. But mushrooms, literally, one person can grow enough mushrooms for the whole family, mm -hmm. <laughs> everybody they know. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the moment you have your first flush, you have, like, a couple hundred grams of mushrooms. You're like, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know I can eat this in my whole lifetime. And then, But the, the practice is so fulfilling and satisfying and so much fun that you just keep growing more and then you start giving them away or you start making microdoses for everybody and that's to me is like the most sustainable thing but also it's the most fun like I, I practice a lot with growing mushrooms for microdosing or growing mushrooms for big healing journeys or growing mushrooms for like fun hiking experiences or even like fun festival experiences but like putting in that intention for what the use of the mushrooms I'm gonna like what use and like benefit I'm going to get out of the mushrooms I'm growing. I, I find that a lot, a lot of film. I play them different music and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you told me you're a cultivator as well. Yes. When did you start cultivating? Uh, about a year and a half ago. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It, it's Is it been... one Denver like decriminalized? You yes. felt like super so, nice. Decriminalized there. The law says there are no, uh, no, there's no resources to uh, arrest and convict people for possession of psilocybin mushrooms. And um, you're allowed to have personal amounts or personal grow. And it's kind of like, that's the part where it's a little vague, right? Because what if I have like 25 tents in my garage, it's like, well, it's just my personal stash, you know? <laughs> like, well, how do you define that? <laughs> But but I give a lot away as well, and and I love doing that. I love because there's like as you said, they're so abundant, and I think that this is the psychedelic medicine that we can really learn from. It's very, uh, you know, sort of uh, the the way in which they behave, the way that they grow, the way how they're resilient, the multi uses of them, the you know the the way that they want to spread and connect and 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 make things more visible and and. I, so I think that it's, it's really um, sort of the one that we need right now, you know, most is that we can learn a lot. We can apply a lot of the traits and characteristics of them in a sort of biomimicry sense to design and structure and institution change and, and social relationship change and group dynamic change. Uh, so, so I love to give them away. I love to surprise people when they ask me for some and I say, yeah, here you go. And they're like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, just, just take them. They're, they're great. Like just, they're yours now. It's just, just have them. It's a gift, you know? And, um, and I love that. And it, and it creates a sort of a giving spirit in them now too. You know, it's a kind of a pass the baton, pass it on, you know, kind of, kind of thing. And uh, yeah. And it's been really fun for me. 
Uh, I currently don't have any right now uh, going because I was away for almost a month, so I couldn't really tend to them. But now I'm, I'm getting back to it and uh, I got some Golden Teachers, some, some Penis Envy, uh, and some uh, Lion's Mane. So, yeah, oh, really nice. That. Yeah. Nice. Lion's Mane is a, is a whole nother ball game. Have you ever grown anything but Celospies? This will, the Lion's Mane will be my first uh, one. So ah. uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't, but I'm, I'm so much, I'm so interested because I've been using so much lion's mane in microdoses. So mix, you know, a little bit of, um, what, what I have with, with lion's mane. And I know there's like, there's so many different kinds of mixtures too. I, I find to be lion's mane cordyceps are great too. Um, I have some reishi downstairs in the fridge, uh, but it, I didn't grow. So do you know that you can grow reishis in a monotub with coconut core? Whoa. It's so easy, dudes. With coconut like, core. Yeah, man. You just do exactly the same as you use, like do to grow philosophy commences. You just add reishi and then you have these amazing, you have this whole monotub full of uh, antler aliens coming out. It's so oh. much fun. Okay, so so you you what do you you use a coconut core as as okay. the substrate? Yeah, so for most people, it's most accessible, right? Manure is really hard to get, and that's what like philosophy events is. Doesn't matter what you hear, golden teacher, penis envy. Um, Jedi mindfuck, they're all Celospi Gubensis. Right, right. Uh, they're all the same species. They're different varieties. They're not necessarily strains because strains, from my understanding, are a genetic clone. And since with mycelium, you have something called senescence taking place, which is genetic degradation, you need to start from spores again. So that's why they're called a variety over uh, a strain because they're like genetically, you can have golden teachers that are genetically very different than other golden teachers that you have. Right, um, right. But they're all Psilocybe cubensis. They're all the same species and they're by far the easiest Psilocybe mushroom to grow. Um, and you can grow them from only coconut core, which you can buy uh, in any like garden store. They're basically used for pot soil and stuff like this. I add vermiculites and gypsum. And gypsum is a pH stabilizer and it gives a little bit of nutrients and minerals to the, the substrate as well. And that, that's, that's basically all you need. I've literally grown it on just coconut core too. And it grows um, it does, you get more bigger mushrooms if you also add some manure, preferably horse manure. Yeah. Um, but there's actually a lot of mushrooms that grow on this coconut core, like reishi, like we just talked about. Yeah. Also oyster mushrooms grow great. Um, button mushrooms to an extent. Like I like to teach just the monotop for people. Like that's what we teach in our online course. And right. you don't even have to practice with philosophy cubensis if you feel like it's not yet the time, but you just want to get really good at the technique. Um, when these mushrooms become decriminalized or legalized in your area. And then you already know all the whole process. You just need to change the mushroom. And then you have uh, as many <laughs> sacred mushrooms as you want in your house. Um, but yeah, reishi works great in this uh, technique. And I've not tried lion's mane yet. My lion's mane doesn't like the heat here so much. So we've had a little bit of uh, struggles with that. Right. Yeah. I think that's why it's a little drier climate here in Colorado. So it grows pretty well. It gets, you know, you really see why they, they call it lion's mane, you know, if you look at it and you're like right up front with it. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the psychedelic experience, you know, Psilocybe cubensis and, oh. and, and people getting turned on to the mushrooms from that point. Right. Because I think that that it's, it's pretty important. I think that they, they can really help you. Is, is that what, what happened for you? Did you have a, an experience, psychedelic experience? And then we're like, wow, mushrooms are amazing. How, how did it happen for you? 
for sure. So yeah. I was uh, 18 and my friends uh, and I were on this like drinking island. I don't know what you do as an 18 year old. And some of my friends brought the uh, mushrooms and I heard of them. I just started experimenting with cannabis, but I, I didn't really know. But I was very open-minded. So I was like, fuck it, let's just try it. And I think I had like maybe a gram or something, like a quite small dose, um, especially because I used to be a little bit bigger and very hard-headed with substances. So like for me, a gram would do a lot more right now than it used to do in the past. Um, but uh, yeah, I just had the best day. And like, that's also this idea of like, I didn't, like they bought it in a store, you know? I didn't feel like there was anything wrong with it. We we're just talking to sober people. My mom called me in the middle of the journey and I just, I just picked up and talked to my mom about like having had these mushrooms and I had like such a good time. And yeah, it, it really changed like a lot. I, it was definitely in a pinnacle for me going from a, like a severe depression in my teenage years into growing into the individual I am today. Um, and after that journey, I got really sick. I, I actually ate some uh, un, uncooked chicken, I think, uh, on this homemade barbecue. And I got like salmonella for two weeks. And after that, I lost a bunch of weights. And I, I stopped hanging with the friends that uh, I went on this holiday with. But I kept going back for the mushrooms and the truffles because it was kind of on that switching point of legality in the Netherlands. And... Actually, it was a journey. I, I really just liked altering my states of consciousness. I didn't really think it was like a healing experience I was having. I was reading about people's experiences on Arrowhead. And I was just like, man, I want to have these out there psychedelic experiences. And then that all changed when I decided to have my first journey by myself, when I skipped work because my parents were out of town for the weekend. And I was like, okay, I had the whole house to myself. I'm going to just eat like a bunch of mushrooms and then like see what's happening. And I actually, <laughs> I started watching The Lion King on the come up and then I just got so sucked in the story and I was like, oh my God, I'm Simba. I'm spending way too much time at Timon and Pumbaa in the jungle. I need to step up to my potential. <laughs> and then like, I saw like myself in, in Simba so much that at the end I was like, okay, I can, I can be the prince or the king that I'm destined to become. And I started crying and I started listening to a lot of talisman on earth and Bob Dylan and other like folky singer songwriters. And I was just like really crying out of sadness, but also out of happiness for the first time in my life. And I just looked out the window. It was a beautiful sunny day. And I was just like, life is great. And that's actually the first time that I, in my adult life that I really truly felt extremely happy. And then I was like, fuck it. I need to tell everybody about this. And then I became some sort of weird teenage mushroom shaman and gave, basically gave everybody mushrooms. And because I was buying so much from my friends, I figured that like, man, this is too expensive to buy in the stores. There must be a cheaper way. And then my friend started telling me about these grow kits you can buy for like 40 euros and you can get like a kilo or something of mushrooms out of it. So I was like, that makes a lot more sense. And then out of this desire to have a more uh, economically viable option to and eat a lot of mushrooms and share a lot of mushrooms, I just started cultivating. Wow. So yeah. That's, that's how it all started for me. I love hearing people's origin stories, you know, because there's so many similarities. And I think that it really comes down to the awakening of the radiant beauty of life. You know, you're, you're just you're just reawakened to being super honed in to everything that you've seen before, but are now seeing with like a totally scrubbed and cleaned pair of eyes. You know, you're just like, whoa, like 
I, I've walked by this tree every day for like 10 years and now I'm looking at it and it's fucking talking to me and it's telling me how much it loves me and I love it and it's just so beautiful. Look at the bark, look at the leaves, look at the insects that participate in its 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 existence and, and I'm a part of that and we're a part of that. It's like, man, I do not know anywhere else where you can get something like that so present, so undeniable and so quickly, so affordable and so non-toxic and not there's no problems associated with consuming these these things um so it really is you know as Graham graham hancock has has mentioned many times like this is one of the the most revered and sacred gifts from the gods and you know that that we have uh whether these are important you know and it, it's pretty simple they 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 really do help you you know <laughs> they really could really help you see things in a different way like you said it wasn't necessarily about the healing aspect at first but it was just like hey let me just like, let me widen my perspective a little bit. Oh, I'm seeing things I haven't seen before. So that's wonderful. That's fantastic. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think that, um, that, yeah, I, I hope that, that more people have access to this stuff. And, you know, so I want to, I want to talk a little bit about what you guys are doing and, and maybe we can uh, get into some of the like, laying the groundwork for how would somebody get into something like, all right, someone's listening right now. They're like, man, this is really interesting. Like, what do I, how do I learn more? Like, what do I do? Like, what, what's the first steps? Like what, and then how, how does it go from there? Mm. So uh, I'll zoom out a little bit. And that's also one of the things I really like about psychedelics is nice zoom out moment on your own life. Right. Um, so we at Funky Academy, it started as a, like a intentional community, and a fungal education center. So we're not only a school, but we're also a group of people that are really into mushrooms and psychedelics and music and all other arts living together and inspiring together. And we, we started for like most of the history of just organizing courses, physical courses here for six days. And last year, a year and a half, almost two years ago, we did a, a month long course um, and also a three month long course uh, on the physical side of it. And we- By physical, do you mean like, um, people go here in there. Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People coming yeah, six to, days. to you, coming to the academy. Yeah, and then like right. be part of the community and all learn uh, mushroom cultivation together because that's the best environment for learning as a community, totally. right? Yeah. There's like with peers and you can talk about what you've learned and you can then share what you're like either really familiar with or not so familiar with yet. And you see other people succeed and that's motivating because you know, like, hey, they were not able to do this before and now they are, so I can do this too. And that creates confidence and kinship in a, in a way to put it. And then actually we had like a, a very long time. We had the idea of making an online course, right? Because not everybody can make it to Guatemala or, and spend a, a couple of weeks here. And we still want to make this knowledge more accessible. And, and that's always been the main idea with this course, right? Because if, I learned mainly from places like the Shroomery and some really thick, heady books with lots of statistics and numbers. And not everybody learns like that. Some, but, most people actually need to see the physical representation. It needs to see somebody doing it very clearly um, in, in person, it, preferably, but like, or on camera. And that just didn't really exist in the world, like a, a course focused on growing psilocybe cubensis anywhere in the world. And not just like, here's the PF deck, you buy a sports syringe, you use like sterilize some brown rice flour with vermiculite in a small mason jar and you get like 
a couple of mushrooms. No, no really yeah, to, your, your videos are great. Like you send me the link and I'm in the, you know, the education, the, the videos that you guys have. I just want to say to, not to cut you off here, but just to kind of like add to the testament of what you're doing here and the power of it. You know, the aesthetics, it's beautiful. It looks, it's clean. You're like warm, you're friendly. It's uh, interactive. It's fun. It, it feel, It's just cool. It's just, I, lo- I love being in there. I feel like I'm with you when I'm in there. So it, it's it's not this dry thing. It's it's really colorful, bright and fun and interactive and playful. So, yeah. Oh, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And right. that's also was our goals, right? Because we, we I love learning, right? And all of us here at Fungi Academy, love learning. We really believe like a day not learned is a day not lived. Mm. And then online courses are such a great idea, but somehow most of them are just like a person in front of a camera at a desk doing a lecture. That's like two hours that then is being recorded. And it's like, that's not how we learn anymore. We're like super inspired by YouTube educators. Like how can we teach one thing in like a five to 10 minute video? That's it. And then if, if like, if, the, if we do more than one thing, okay, we have to just make another video. So we have about 75 videos in this course that are really like, this is one thing you'll teach, uh, you'll learn right now. This is another thing. And like, I think the longest video that we have in the whole course is like nine minutes. And we have a lot, lots of good feedback because we can keep it high paced. We can keep it fun. And like, it, it's really suited for people that just don't have a lot of time, right? Like if, like if you don't have an hour and a half, like even people don't have an hour and a half attention span. Most people's attention span is like 40 minutes mm-hmm. and then like they need to do something else. And it's really catered towards that. So we really want that like learning to be fun, exciting and give people the sense that like they have like the confidence that they are also capable of doing this. And that comes with ex- absolute clarity. So we spend a lot of time like really dissecting how can we combine all these elements in this one course and and that's where what we're still developing and other courses right now and although they're not necessarily as practically related but like that's that was always the goal to make it as exciting you know it's like humor for me is the best way to learn something because it sticks right like i yeah like one example i use in the beginning of the course for example if, if like i started making all these analogies of like like napoleon and spores being like a quantity is a quality all on its own it's a napoleon quote napoleon quote i got a little too excited there <laughs> and you start kind of start understanding like how many spores there actually are in the, the environment by telling a story right and that's how basically how i see education in many ways is like if you can tell a story and does entertain somebody and hide information in this story then you it will stick so much better in the person receiving that story. And then if they remember something that you've been teaching, that's when you have a success as a teacher, right? Yes. And yeah, that's, that's yeah, been totally. their goal. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, and I love what you guys are doing. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before about the, you know, companies that want to get in and mass produce things and kind of automate things. And, um, you know, uh, what, what's, what is it like? Make that make, make everything kind of like uniform and, and, and one way and, you know, it just seems so lame and, and boring. And, and what, 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 I, what, <laughs> yeah. I, what I feel like you guys have is like really unique and really fun. It's like, you know, for people who are out there that are like, man, like I don't really know anybody in my town that like is into this stuff. Well, you could hop on to Fungi Academy and like kind of like just get, get some friends like that are like, you know, you, one way interaction, much like this podcast in a way, but like people will message me after, we'll have communication, things like that. You guys do that too. So, you know, it's like, it's, it's really wonderful. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about like the industry and like, or, or, oh, uh, I don't know. Jesus. 
have to edit that part out too. I I, I get I, tr- I just triggered myself by saying industry around psilocybin uh, and, and mushrooms. Um, so, but I guess what we do see rising is this kind of tide of people that are, you know, I get messages on LinkedIn all the time, like, hey, I see you're in the psychedelic space. Like we, we have a, a fund and we like to, you know, get, get, get in you know, get some money going and, uh, you know, there's a, there's going to be a psilocybin IPO thing happening. I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Cause when I hear like that kind of business jargon stuff, my brain just like shuts off. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I've always mm. found that what you were talking about, you know, getting people together really empowering people, lighting that spark within them to say, Holy shit, I can do this. This, I, I want to do this. This is making by being exposed to this. I'm, gaining curiosity and and learning so yeah just like would love to hear your thoughts about like what's going on in the world today and and how you know um yeah what you're doing is different than what a lot of stuff that we hear maybe in the kind of like more corporate mainstream or whatever um you want to call it it's it's yeah it's a it's a really good point to bring up right because there's so many weird things happening and uh i I have to do the mandatory fuck you compass pathways trying to (laughs) put patents on holding hands and soft furniture and psychedelic experiences those people this is your mandatory fuck you compass pathways (laughs) commercial break we just want to say fuck you pathways (laughs) if you want to say fuck you compass pathways call in right now exactly (laughs) only only 99 yeah those practices you almost think that the the people in those companies have never done psychedelics, right? Because it goes against all the teachings of the sacred mushrooms or what other people call the sacred earth medicines or like any psychedelic, basically. Like if you have one of those experiences or like a profound one of those experiences, you understand that competition is never the answer and exclusivity is never the answer. And like as many people should have access to these medicines as possible for us to heal and not only heal, but also thrive, right? Because if you're healed, there's more to it than that. And to mm-hmm. get to that place, place further, I I just think there's not that much ceremonial about like going to the store and buying the mushrooms and then eating them at home. And there, for me, intention is, is so important, right? And like, I often say that the ceremony is beginning when you inoculate the substrate or like I have a friend who even says the ceremony starts when you go to the store and buy your coconut core. <laughs> and that's when it really starts because that's when you start putting intention into these creatures that you're collaborating with. And if you do anything on a large scale, that's just blatantly impossible, right? And like we mentioned before, it's so easy to cultivate so much that you can create this giving or even a barter economy. It's like, hey, this is the best birthday gift ever. It's like, here's the five grams of dried mushrooms. That's your birthday gift. And then there's so much personal emotional value to that gift, not only as the giver, but also as the receiver. And to have that like, well, my God, my friend gave grew this and gave this to me. You will all forever have like this super profound connection to this individual if that is a, a profound experience. And I just see that like a lot of people are getting into the industry because they saw like how much profit there was in cannabis. And that's like the, the people that I'm like, let, yeah, I just don't, I'm not affiliated with it all. They're just like, okay, we made money with cannabis. Mushrooms are going to be the new cannabis, right. but they're not. That's right. like completely different thing. And they just want to get in on this like financial hype train. And right, right. I, I just see that like in everybody's capable of doing this. And I also see that like the moment everybody has this skill and to be able to grow their own mushrooms anywhere in the world, then like legalization will follow, right? Like we can't like 
arrest 40% of the population, if 40% of the population knows how to grow their own mushrooms, right? Then like the law have to change. The law uh-huh. has to change for that, like for that shift in understanding and collaboration with these other organisms in many ways. And yeah, of course, I think there's space for everybody. If there, there's going to be mass producers and some people just want to go to the store. Um, but I, I do see that like those things, those legislations and those um, logistics in a way are also like kind of slow and they're only happening in North America right now, right? And like, what, what are we doing with the people in Europe? What are we doing with the people in Australia? What are we doing with the people in Africa that will also need access to these medicines? And I really, really believe that the fastest way to get these mushrooms to as many people as possible is by education, teaching not only the cultivation side, but also the correct use and like psychedelic integration practices, um, intention setting practices, how to get the most out of your psychedelic experience. And that's why we kind of make this, make this like master, what we call the mastermind bundle of like, you know, you're not only getting the knowledge to grow these mushrooms, but also to uh, like use them, work with them, I prefer saying, and integrate them in the most beneficial way possible. And I really love how you brought up somebody living in the middle of nowhere, doesn't know anybody that like uses or works with psychedelics. Where are these people gonna get the the medicine if not from the dark web or some shady dealer in the alley? And that's education, right? There's almost every place in the world sports are legal, not encouraging anybody to do anything illegal, but if you're really called and you really see that this medicine can be a positive influence on your life, then the best way to get to that medicine is by teaching yourself or learning from uh, a tutor how to grow these mushrooms. And mm-hmm. like, that's why like we really made this course so it's as easy as possible. And like, like I mentioned before, I learned from the shroomery and it's just a clusterfuck of different opinions. And yeah. people say, like, I see it a little bit of as toxic masculinity. It's like, no, you're wrong. Fuck you. I've been yeah. doing this for 20 yeah. years. My way is the best way. And that's just not it. Like mushroom cultivation in many ways, we talked about like, there's no faculty of some sorts, right? It's such a new field. We're discovering so many things like liquid culture is a staple right now. And how to apply that in a like home-like environment is like 15 years old. That's it, you know, um, by this guy hippie three on this forum. <laughs> but that is why like, you, you don't want to have this confusion, right? I was so confused. Like, what technique should I be using? And then I messed up. And then I tried this other thing. But actually, I should have just worked on this one thing that I know works for somebody else. And I just needed to get better at my technique. And that's how you build confidence. And not with messy online forums and people contradicting each other. And it just needs to be clear for people to have that confidence to, to succeed. And then when the moment you succeed, you, there's nothing else, man. To see your first flush. Like, we also have... a. Uh, uh, a Discord community for all of our students, and they're, it's just so fun to see people share their first growth and then share like share their first psychedelic, in, basically their first psychedelic experience that they had since they were a teenager. And like we had this one lady, and she is uh, in the fifties or the sixties, and she like learned how to grow her own mushrooms and was working with them. And we also do psychedelic integration circles with our student community, and it was just. Wow, my God, my my heart was just like so warm and full after hearing her experience. And there's, that's, that's such a reminder of doing the work that we're doing is changing those individuals' lives. You know, she's completely re, like in touch, got re-in touch. Is that a word I can use? Like yeah, retouched yeah. with her uh, creativity, right? Uh, she just didn't have that connection to her creativity for most of her adult life. And 
with these mushrooms that she grew herself. She got back in touch with her creativity. And that's, that's, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. And I think it's more important now than ever to be doing this, this work because, you know, it's almost like there's a choice. What kind of world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in the mass produced technocratic oligarchic world, you know, of all these rules that don't make sense, all these algorithms that, you know, be being ruled by AI, things are confusing. Sure. You can buy products and have them delivered to your house. You can get a, a shirt you know, that's, that's made by you know, some company, mass produced, whatever. And we all know that some of the most meaningful and impactful things is, are when we are in community with others working on something together, whether you're going on a camping trip, collecting fire, wood, you know, for the wood for the fire, or whether you're, 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 you're you know, someone gifted you a, a sweater that they hand knit, you know, that that's going to have so much more impact and value in your life and in their life. And it's this kind of, memory uh this 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 kind of memory of that moment and of that thing that is that just means more it it, it means more and we have such a a a a crisis of meaning i think right now people are looking to fill the the voids in their lives because there's nothing that they are really in you know attached to at a, a deep soul level and uh, and and so I believe that it's it's just tremendously important, and you know the the laws definitely have to change because you said something earlier that I th- I thought was really um, important, which was you didn't have this like fear in the back of your mind when you first took the mushrooms because it wasn't something that had you had been conditioned to you know with the propaganda and all this kind of stuff to be like oh my god i'm doing something wrong i'm a bad boy this is not good what if the police come and that's still a big thing for many people you know like we were talking about with the burning man uh, silicon valley types and, and all that kind of stuff yeah it's great we hear a lot of like white people that have money that can take take these substances and and nothing you know they could talk about them openly or whatever but there's still so many people that are being locked in cages like treated like uh like just the like inhuman uh you know or or even like just the worst conditions you know like it's just horrible to be to be kidnapped and thrown in a, in a cage because you're putting something into your body um for yourself right and so that even that fear that unconscious fear of like oh this is wrong or that kind of just that that conditioned knowledge in the back of your mind that like this is something wrong but at the end of the day you know, it's education. And when you have the education and when you do it yourself, you're like, oh yeah, these things should totally be legal. And then you have the experience. I've seen, I've witnessed so many people coming through uh, the psychedelic clubs here and and meetings that we have and things like that who are in their sixties, seventies. And um, you know, we're like, Hey, I just thought this stuff was like to party with. And then I read Michael Pollan's book and I'm like, you know, I, I have, I have some issues with, with, with him, but, but his book definitely did a a big, had a big impact because it turned a lot of people who were psychedelically naive on to the, Hey, there's, there's some real stuff to take a look at here. So education, 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 empowerment, and, you know, changing the hearts and minds and having these direct experiences, I think is going to be the way forward in this kind of like more localized, decentralized online connected sort of you know neo tribalistic future way in, in a sense mm, what a good way to put it and I, I do also agree with my uh not fully being aligned with michael pollan he seems a little bit of the old guard he's like this is not for everybody these are dangerous and like yeah of course you have to take these things very very serious uh 
there's like no doubt about like the, the the severity right of these what is possible right like in the mushrooms got the uh the well they got li- illegalized in 2008 because this girl had like not enough education 17 year old french girl i forget her name uh but um, she had like MDMA and ketamine and alcohol and mushrooms in her system. And yeah, she jumped in a canal and drowned. And that is a potentiality. But then like, look at what alcohol and like how many lives that's destroying, right? Then we already know that like prohibition just doesn't work. So let's focus on education. And right now, like I think the World Health Organization even mentioned that mushrooms are by far the most safe compound you can yeah. use. And let's get rid of the stigma of, people wanting to experience different states of consciousness. Animals like doing it. We like doing it. Um, everybody loves, like, the most of the, the world loves at least some form of alcohol or cannabis. Um, so why is there this stigma on changing our consciousness? And what uh, my friend and brother, Julian Vane, says, like, why is there even a stigma on enjoying myself? It's like, mm. why does there always have to be this massive load of like okay i'm using mushrooms to heal i'm only doing this in a ceremonial world dude they're fun i'm having so much fun <laughs> yeah that, like at a festival and i i'm even like a person that sometimes like the what i call like destroy myself on the dance floor I yeah take, like two hits of acid i don't take my phone i just bring a big bottle of water i completely lose myself on the dance floor and then i rebuild myself on the dance floor and i'm a newborn human being and i had the best time of my life why is that wrong why is it only right to do it in this clinical setting? And that's what Michael Pollan is all about. We need right. to do the clinical setting to heal. Fuck that, dude. It's like, let's let give people the freedom to use these amazing allies and medicines, however they say fit. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I applaud that. And Julian, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's uh it's this sort of deep entrenched uh, white Anglo puritanical value system of if you're not working and you're not disciplined and you're not focused, then you're not if you're not productive, then, you know, that, that that's that's the apotheosis of 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 being in that mind state in that really toxic and rigid ideology. And we see it. Just go look at your city, your town, the infrastructure what we experience in our internal worlds is also what we produce in our external worlds. It's all cold, hard, right angles, steel, concrete, glass. You know, it is because of this kind of rigid ideology, right? It's the, 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 the you said like, you know, why don't we value these other states of consciousness? Well, maybe, and I would argue this would be the case that the prevailing sort of perverse incentive system inhabited by the status quo institutions, corporations, governments, and, and so forth. Um, it's not in their best interest to have people thinking for themselves, healing themselves, growing their own food. It, it, it you know, it's not going to serve the agenda of keeping their profit margins alive and their, their sort of, um, you know, keep feeding the machines that they've built. So, you know, there's, there's definitely this kind of like, well, you know, maybe in this kind of setting and maybe in this kind of setting in that fucking Michael Pollan essay that he wrote after Denver decriminalization, where he said, well, hold down, slow down, slow down, slow down, get out of here. Slow down, kids, we're going too fast here. Not more than 30 kilometers an hour on the highway. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's the most, (laughs) it's the most ridiculous, you know, the, 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 the notion that we can mitigate every potential risk 
uh, from being alive is absurd. The notion that we could, uh, you know, put a safety net and and bubble packaging around every single thing that could potentially cause harm to us is absurd. You know, life comes with risks and challenges, and I think along with those risks and challenges, through time and experience, comes wisdom. And that, and when you have wisdom, you feel safe and confident in what you're doing. And if with your, when you're around other people that have that, then there's this really great magical bond that forms. Hey, we're all kind of like dancing this dance together. Hey, maybe we get tired from the dance floor, but we go back and we recharge, right? And then we come back, you know? And so I think I really, I really think that this is a, a moment for human liberation and true awakening. And that awakening is I am a, you know, a free independent entity here and I get to determine my destiny and, and no other, you know, organization or abstract algorithm or entity gets to be the intermediary between me and a direct experience with the earth and with nature, mm. you know? You know, it's like a, a country that calls themselves the country to free. It seems so weird that especially yeah, right? the United States has such a, a tight hold on the, the consciousness of its population. And I really resonate with something you just said of like, okay, most people these days live in cities and they're surrounded by squares and concrete and glass and metal. And that's one of the reasons why we live in Guatemala. You know, I, I look outside and I just see vibrant plants. It's the rainy season. Everything is happy and alive. There's birds flying everywhere. And it's a constant reminder that I am nature. And that's just something that most of humanity, like they think, I used to think this, that we are something separate. We're better. We're special. And actually, that's not the case. We're the same. We just have these tools and the capability of also reflecting not only upon ourselves, but also upon um, like our environment. And that's one of the beauties of especially the mushrooms, right? They reconnect us to our core, to our ancestors, to our natural state of being, which is one with our environment and our nature. And we even have like a whole article. It's like, well, it's, yeah, you can sit in a room and like have mushrooms with a blindfold and you're going to have a beautiful healing experience. But for me, there's nothing better than to come out of that like zone of like, okay, especially with higher doses, just, I like to be somewhere safe and comfortable, but then I like to get out and like touch the trees and smell the plants and like sit next to the river. And that makes, that's the thing that makes me feel most alive and may, makes me feel most in love with life and everything around me because I'm, I understand that we all have the same ancestors, right? We all come from the same core and that's this, this earth that we're at. And I, to me, that's always been the most powerful lesson of psychedelics because it made me go out and try see the world and made me go out and like hike more and spend more time in nature instead of playing video games, which can also be fun. Sometimes, you know, like I'm not a, a judge of anything and I still enjoy playing video games myself. I'm happy I'm not doing playing as much as I used to, but I, I really like that. And then also the side of like, wow, we're communicating through technology. And that's also part of nature because we made it and we are nature. So eventually there's... I really see this beautiful community that we're building here that not only is fully in nature next to the river, surrounded by plants, but also this technological hub spot where we can have this super advanced like mushroom fungal lab and have a place with solid internet and where people can create stuff online, right? Like we spend most of our time creating online courses and online content and we're working with animators. All that stuff is so much faster and easier and more accessible because we have this amazing technology to work with. Sure. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, like I'm on the same page with you with that because we were using the technology to serve us 
to, to, to mm. bet. How can we, you know, and it's not that the technology, you're, a lot of people find themselves serving technology and technology's agenda, what, what technology wants. But, uh, you know, this is, this is the principle of, of the shamans, uh, of the healers, uh, you know, of the indigenous, of, of the hunter gatherer types. Like uh, it, it's, it's use, use enough that you need and don't overdo it. Don't go to excess, you know, and, and I think that that is that is a, a big problem. And you and I can both agree that, like, when you are having that experience, psychedelic experience uh, in nature, there is so much information and intelligence and communication that is being had. Maybe you can't quantify it and put it into a research paper so that somebody can read it and say, oh, I understand this. No, you have to do it. You have to experience it. I can't tell you the amount of uh, wonderful times that I've had uh, wonderful communication and had information downloads and just a deep felt sense of understanding the, the so many different things because it, it doesn't come in words it doesn't come in images or pictures sometimes but it just comes with this felt sense this presence this knowledge exchange or wisdom exchange that we are part of this thing and that they will nature and us are not separate we are part of nature and therefore we need to move in harmony with what we define as being the separate nature, the trees, the plants, the earth, the animals, the insects, the, the oceans, the rivers, the streams. This is all a part of us. And, 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 and when you have that, right. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so powerful, man. Um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had a big experience in, in, in a, in a while. It's been about like six months, I think. Um, but it's mainly because I've had to kind of like plug back in, you know, sometimes it's like, plugging back into the world. I did have a great experience on three and a half of uh, freeze dried um, uh, mushrooms, mm -hmm. which were, it was really fantastic. And, and uh, so, but usually I like to set aside time, like once every season change, you know, on the solstice or something like that, that's, that's my ritual um, and uh, do a, a large amount um, in isolation. And, mm. uh, you know, and, and I feel yeah. I get, I get so Beautiful. much out of that. I get so much out of that, you know? Yeah, it's, I also um, had a little break of uh, working with psychedelics for a while. Um, like a lot was happening and I, I just felt it, it wasn't called, right? For me, call is really important. And then I did have the call. We had one day, we had a power outage and I had about like two grams and I felt like a little bit more just open and still communicating and I just just feeling and sitting next to the river. I, I, I felt so refreshed and I actually have it now as a, a sort of a, um, fuck, I forget the words like a resolution that I'll do one of those smaller journeys with the whole community every month or so. So I'm always reminded that like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm working with. And I, to go back on what you were saying, right? We're all connected and this is this beautiful oneness. Um, I, I really believe in like the, uh, the one soul and that all, all of us are one also because I've had like experiences with telepathy on higher dosages that I really understood like, okay, we're all one. I've also had like a really, really large LSD dose uh, experience where I became one with the universe. So that's, that's my experience yeah. of it. But like mushrooms are the ultimate archetype of interconnection, right? They connect the trees, they, they create abundance in the soil. So big fruit trees can thrive. So animals can thrive. And that's the, to me is the beautiful, most beautiful archetype is they create an environment where everything is doing so well. Everything is thriving and in return, they will thrive. So as humans, how can we, create an environment where everything 
our neighbors, but also our plants and, and uh, animals around us, if all of them are thriving, then eventually we will thrive. We, will, we can easily create food forests where we just plant a bunch of amazing, like here, we're like blessed that there's so many different species of avocado that like every, every month it's avocado season. And amazing. we can create that everywhere in the world because we do have the technology and we can, I remember cycling through France and you know, there's like these apple orchards and pears and like, I'm not supposed to do it, but like, it's just so fun fantastic to be able to walk through like although this is planted planted right so it doesn't feel like a forest but just to go out and like pick some pears and pick some apples and then like keep cycling you know and i i really believe that we can easily create that for the whole world and especially if we start focusing more in collaborating with these fungal allies because we know that trees and everything does better in in allyship with yeah. fungi, especially mycorrhizal fungi and endophytic fungi, which we don't even know that much about just yet. We, we, like, we just talk about psychedelic mushrooms the whole time. We obviously do better as individuals if we work together with mushrooms. So where can we find this beautiful crossing point of let's just focus everything to be in collaborative like motion with these mushrooms, right? And it can also be for foods. One of the things I'm like most stoked about is people growing oyster mushrooms from coffee grounds and other waste products. It's so easy. We can create this amazingly food abundance, but also just nutrients and like nature abundant worlds. We just have to decide to do so. And this can come from like the big institutions or the, the, the governments, but it can also come to an extent from us. And that's what I really like about living here. There's a big group of what we call your gringos or extranjeros yeah, yeah. of people that like have moved here and have decided to make a life for the better. And the kind of uh, with some utopic ideas in mind, right. We're working on creating a like centralized currency for a little town here. And there's two farms, permaculture farms. We grow, we're almost at a point where we're growing too much oysters that we can eat luckily. And then we can share that. And like those bubbles in the world are popping up more and more everywhere. And it just shows that the, uh, the individual with a dream and a vision can change everything. And guess what? Most of these people had their dream and vision and changed their lives because of a psychedelic and actually most of them because of mushrooms. Sure. Of course. It's so it's, you know, it's not complicated. I don't think, right. It's like, I think there's a lot of uh, people that want to make it sound more complex than it is, but it's like, look, just get out of your own way, have a direct experience, connect with others in the earth and the cosmic mystery that we find ourselves in and appreciate that, have gratitude with that. Things will start to unfold. You're a good person. You're collaborating with people. You're curious, you're passionate, you're interested, you express love and, 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 and magical things will start to happen. Doors will, will start opening where there were only walls before for to quote Joseph Campbell. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's this sort of surrendering into that unknown, I think, and having faith that this has to be right. This has to be the way that we, we can't be, you know, going on this trajectory that this mainstream civilization has been uh, marching on onward like this machine. We just can't. It's not sustainable. There's so many problems. There's so many issues. There's so much suffering and pain, and it doesn't seem to be necessary. It doesn't seem to be necessary. And and we think that these fungi, this mycelium, that, that, that these mushrooms, Psilocybe cubensis included, all this stuff can play a major role in helping in many areas where we find ourselves suffering and in pain as individuals and in the collective, right? Mm, I'm so happy you quoted Joseph Campbell. 
because yeah. I actually think that this is one of the main points that is um, not optimal about our current um, our current narrative and our current like environment, our current nations. We don't have the hero's journey anymore. The where's the rite of passage? Like I, I made my own rite of passage. I got a calling on a two CB that I had to go travel. So I quit my job. I traveled the world, and I was gone for two and a half years. And it changed me because it made me go out of my comfort zone. It made me uh, put myself into places that I wouldn't put myself into when I was living in in an environment that I was accustomed to. It made me give the opportunity to put on different hats, right? So if you're always living with people that you know, they know you, all these things, um, then eventually you become this archetype of yourself because that fits into everybody, like everybody's point of view um, of you. But then if you put yourself out of that environment and you don't know anybody, suddenly you can reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you start seeing like, okay, I don't really like this part of myself. I really don't like this part of myself. And especially together with psychedelics where you start to see these things about yourself Right, and you kind of reinvent yourself into the person that not that you were, but that you want to be. And this is what you used to see so much, right? In um, like I think the pilgrimage is the beautiful archetype of that, right? Like, okay, here you go. You have to go, uh, especially the the um, the walk to Santiago de Compostela in Spain. Yeah. It used to be like a big thing for lots of Christian people in Europe. You just go walk. You don't take money. The church will take care of you. You just go walk. You're going to meet other people that are also walking. You're going to meet people that speak a completely different language. You're going to see places that don't look like at, at all like home. And you're going to understand that in the end, you're going to be fine. Like I, I ran out of money in the middle of Australia and I didn't know anybody. And I was fine. You know, I, I didn't need that. And I, it was a really big lesson because I, people gave me so much. And then I understood that like generosity is the answer. And I, I really believe that those lessons are in a journey like that for everybody. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Did you have uh, one of those rites of passages that you created yourself or how did you um, move from uh, what I like to call from boyhood into manhood? Yeah, it's continuously happening for me. You know, I got, mm. I'm continuously going on the journey and coming back. I'm continuously, you know, setting a blaze to everything that I am or think I am and, and turning into ashes and, and rising again. And, you know, sometimes it's out of stupidity and, and it's clumsy and it's in the end and I forget and I get in this like rigid mindset and then I'm like, oh, shit, I, I completely forgot. I, you know, and then I and then I'm reborn again and I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember everything that's fucking beautiful and abundant. And amazing. But, yeah, I mean, I, I tried backpacked around Southeast Asia didn't make it to Australia. I had a plan to, but I, I wound up coming home. You know, I spent time around like Austria and Hungary. And um, I lived in the Peruvian Amazon for about six months working with ayahuasca at an ayahuasca center with the Shipibo people. Um, you know, I, I've just been continuously, you know, doing these things and, uh, you know, journeying as well. In fact, I'm, I'm uh, hosting a, a retreat that is uh, at the end of August that is uh, going to be um, about this, about rites of passage. I, I joined a, a men's uh, group in, during the pandemic, and it was something that I, I didn't know anything about. And I didn't like, I had some preconceived notions of what a men's group was. And this is weird. What is this? I don't know what the, but then I it got over that and I joined and I participated and I really gained a lot from that. And I felt it to be really important because my childhood was one of uh, strife, uh, you know, rebellion, clashing. Uh, I felt like I was, I, I could have 
desperately, I, I, I could have benefited greatly from having a rite of passage and initiation at the age of like 13, 14, because right around then is when I decided to just start to be really destructive and really rebellious in an angry way. You know, I think the, 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 there's a misconception that like, that's just the age that it is, but that's the age that it is that this toxic culture produces, you know, in, in indigenous cultures, the, Again, Campbell talks about these rites of passage where the, the, the wise elders, which is another thing that we're missing a lot of, uh, you know, we take our old people, we throw them in homes, we get rid of them. But the wise elders would come and they would like take the, the children into the forest and the women would be, the mothers would be in on it, but kind of pretend that they weren't. And they would take the kids out. And the whole thing was to initiate them, to make them the, the, the torch bearers for the values and the morals of that that culture. And I, I were in desperate need of that. And, and I continuously try and put myself in situations where I'm, I'm doing that all the time, just getting uncomfortable. Um, because I think that comfort is once you start to get too comfortable, you know, you're not, you're not really growing and, and using this, this three-dimensional meat suit that we have, you know, in this dimension to its fullest capacity and, and potential, you know? So I, I, I'm, I just think it's amazing. And I think that traveling, you know, we call it a trip, you know, when you have a psychedelic experience, there's a reason why we call it tripping is like, because uh -huh. the same kind of thing happens when you travel, you're exposed to an endless amount of diversity and novelty. And if there's one thing that, that the psychedelic experience and traveling have in common, it's that it's this continuous renewal, continuous renewal, infinite, infinite diversity, cultures and food and languages and people. And that is, uh, that's the thing that really brings us together. I, th I see a lot of world changing elements in, in the combination of those two tripping and traveling, you know, uh, man, I'm also so happy that you see it the same way. And I'm also happy that you're working like in, in with men's work and men's group has been a, a very transformative, um, part of my life as well. And it is because I thrive so much in novelty and then I think I'm like, I have all these unique experiences. I'm the only person that is like me. And what I consistently learned from men's work is that everybody else is going through the same things, right? I'm not the only person that has these anxieties and these fears and these struggles. We're all going through these same things. And it really feels powerful to be supported and be vulnerable with other men, especially in this competitive environment of our culture that we're raised in, right? And one of the like things I like the most, like, is that like in this super safe environment, I can also have like vocalized the person that I want to become. If I have a clear vision of that travel and tripping gives me that vision of like who I want to become. And, but then the men's group gives me accountability because mm -hmm. I'm meeting with them every week. And I tell them like, Hey, I want to exercise every day. And then I come there and they ask me, did you exercise every day? I'm like, eh, no. And then I feel like shit because yeah. I, I didn't like, I didn't, like I was not impeccable with my words and I really see that that was also like should have been in my life as a teenager to have older men that I can ask for advice and guidance and mentorship yes. um, earlier because right now I, I even noticed this with like a really dear friend of mine in the men's group and he's about 15 years older man he has such a wealth of knowledge and like I always understand like I'm 
like a young man still. And like, I, I still don't know jack shit about life compared to him and having him share his experience, not even telling me he's like, oh, you should do this and this and this, just him telling his experiences and the things that he has learned over his years is like so valuable to me. And it's basically a shame that we're all like right now, we're only getting into this early 30s and the 20s. Like I would really like to see a culture where we can set these things up for adolescence yeah. and, and young people. And like you spend time with indigenous people. It's like, we don't have this separation of age, right? Right now right. we are old people in home. The, the, the middle-aged people are working and then the younger people are either traveling or starting startups and then people are studying and then people are teenagers. So they're not interested to talk to, but actually we should have way more integration, right? With this right now a group of the Hunikwin, which is a tribe of the Amazon uh, and they, they start drinking ayahuasca since they were five or six. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like everybody should do this, but they, they have this sense of like togetherness and we're yeah. all in this together and they're getting raised by not only their mom and their dad, but also by their uncle and like this strange cousin. And there's this community of peers that they can talk to and look up to. And I, I really see as a tribal, tribal animal, we should work more towards like that larger sense of community instead of these nuclear families that we so depend on right now. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It, it's yeah, you nailed it with that because it's just like that's that's the way it is. I mean, family bonds. That's that's what real community is. You know, I, I hear a lot of lip service to community here and there, and sort of spiritual materialistic type of uh, organizations that I sometimes pop into to see what's going on here and stuff. And I don't know, not to be judgy or whatever. I guess everybody's trying to figure it out. But you know, and and then and there is something to say about sort of like bootstrapping this stuff because we're in such a time of crisis where it's like, hey, we just got to fucking do whatever we can to like make something happen. So, but real community is is this these, these tight, tight, deep bonds. And, um, yeah, that you, you really depend on each other and rely on each other. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I think the way that we change the world is we start to take action to change ourselves, empower ourselves, get involved with things with direct experience, really learn hands-on, uh, get the knowledge, do it yourself, have the experience yourself. And then we can start to sort of come up with new ways to change the model of going from baby to child to adulthood. And then that changes the future. You know, if we can, if we can really do that, then we really start to change things because as of right now, that lack of initiation rites of passage in that those crucial years where you change from being a child to getting into more of a teenage year uh, to really an adulthood because at Adolescence, teenage years have been extended for uh, uh, us in Western civilization, and uh, it isn't so much like that uh, in, in indigenous places. And so, you know, if we could really get in there and start to change the value system and change what, what we care about and the incentive structure and what, you know, how many kids, parents said, oh, we don't want you to make, we're not going to pay for college if you major in art, well, but we will if you do it in business or something like that, right? It's like, let's change that. Let's value art more. Let's value you know, let's get fungi Academy in, in there, you know, like let's, let's, let's get people educated on this stuff so that when they come to adulthood, then we have a whole new paradigm. We have a whole, we have systems change, you know, then that's, um, it's a large task, but I'm up for it. Right. You're up for it. <laughs> oh, I'm so up for it. And it, again, like to loop back, it all starts with education, right? Like that we are still using the same system of education that they figured out in the industrial revolution when suddenly mom and dad could work in the factory and then this unmarried lady was the only person suitable to watch over the, all the kids and maybe even share some knowledge we're still 
using the same fucking technique, right? There's one old person or older person in front of a classroom full of kids that are only, the only thing they have in common is their age and where they were born. And it just seems so stupid. Like I, I always felt like I was so further, much further ahead that I just got bored in school and then yeah. I became a lazy student. Yep. And this whole like educational environment that our culture has created was just not suitable for me. Well, I love learning. So how can we use this technology and the, the understanding of how we learn that we have today and like radically change the, uh, like the, the system of education and even universities, right? It just seems silly to me that like, oh, I'm a business major. It's like, well, just take classes that you find interesting and then really find the one thing that you find interesting. And like, I even think that the, the system in the United States is a lot more liberating because you can take classes, you can change majors. When I had, like, I finally got the chance to do, get a bachelor's, uh, I just had to pick one subject and all my classes were filled in and I couldn't take any art-like classes. I just had to do all of that. And it just didn't make sense to me. I wanted to cho choose and I wanted to be free and I wanted to learn and history and biology and all these other things all at the same time. And if I could have some practical experiences, right? And this is the most stupid thing. Why are we not teaching kids how to garden? Why right. are we not teaching kids how to grow mushrooms? It's like, it's and fun. We're giving them a skill that is always applicable. We're giving them something that actually is very, very satisfying, right? If you grow your first plant or your first mushroom, doesn't matter your age, you're going to have a good time. You're going to be so proud of yourself. You're going to feel like this connection to this being. That's like the more fundamental things. Like I really think that like, especially at younger years, we should give kids more freedom, more practical things, more things that actually create an impact in their environment instead of teaching them one plus one equals two and stuff like this. And yeah, th this stuff is important, but like, let's not push it too far and really let's focus on the things that matter. And that's fun and excitement because, you know, we, we can only have people that are really changing the world if they're really passionate yeah. about something. And we have to encourage the passion and the excitement and not the encouragement of really be, being good at under, like remembering facts because that's just archaic. We have the internet. You don't need to remember shit. You don't need to do calculus. You have a phone on you all the time. You know, it's just stupid. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, totally, man. I, I feel your passion, man. I, I do. It's been such a great conversation. And, uh, you know, I, th I remember in the beginning, I was like, well, let's, let's go, go back to the fundamental. But then we just took off wherever oh, we yeah. were. That's, it seems to be how Mike Adelic always goes. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I hope you enjoyed it too. And, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, just um, what, what are you, I mean, what are you most excited about coming up? What do you have on the schedule? You working on any new projects what's new with fungi academy and uh you know anything else that you want to share yeah so um there's a lot of exciting things coming up we're working on some more courses so we're working on a, a fungal ecology course that goes a little deeper in different roles that fungi have in the ecosystem then um we're also working on a, a course for kids um, because I said oh, awesome. mentioned before, but like we yeah. think it's really important that more and more kids get excited about this. The like the earlier the better. So um, we have a really good visual team. We're working with animators to make it in a way. It's basically going to be very similar to the course because it's already like silly and fun, but with less cursing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and not about and not focused on philosophic events. Um, yeah, and like I'm I'm just so stoked to to be. Well, the world is opening up more. Meet other what I call mycophiles and people in the psychedelic, like the psychedelic industry. Um, I'm really stoked to just, but you know, I've I've only become quote unquote a figure since I was here in Guatemala, and then COVID happened, and now I, I made a lot of connections online, and I'm really stoked to take that to the physical and 
yeah, I'm like right now, it just seems that we're in such an exciting stage for not only mushrooms, but like psychedelics and uh, a change of education. And this is what I love the mushroom world. Everybody is so stoked to share knowledge and everybody is stoked that more people getting stoked about mushrooms. And I'm just looking for more ways to fire. That's like, to fire that stoke, to stoke the stoke. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> to stoke the stoke. Yeah, yeah, stoke the flame, and and uh, yeah, and it's it's great because you know there there's so many people getting into this now, but you know that that Timothy Leary you know thing of find the others you know really you know keep keep that in mind because uh, you know you could be talking to someone maybe they're not super aligned but when you when you get uh, when you find somebody who you really connect with you know then you start building on that a whole world opens up so you know I definitely feel that from you you, man. And I can't wait to, to chat again. And, you know, everybody that's listening here, um, go to, uh, go to fungiacademy.com and, uh, and check them out. I mean, it's a beautiful website and they have just a wealth of information. They got the blog, they got their courses, you know, sign up for the, the, the courses and everything. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. Do we have, do we have, uh, we'll, we'll, or maybe we will have by the time this comes out a little, uh, like promo code for, for mycadelic listeners. I think it's already existence. It's an existence. Oh, okay, cool, cool. It's, sure. it's mycadelic. It's an existence. It's an existence. All right, awesome. We can talk awesome. more about this after the recording. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it more. So uh, after the recording, that's great. Yeah, yeah, because like I've been away and stuff, so it's been okay. But now I'm back and great. Yeah, and uh, this is awesome. And then you know you can you can find uh, all of uh, the stuff like Fungi Academy on Instagram if if you're not blocked and censored. <laughs> yeah, by the time it airs, I'm sure we're not blocked anymore. Yeah, it's always good. been uh, air quoting a mistake of Instagram. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know you're doing something right if that's the case. You know, oh, you yeah, know you're doing sure. something right if that's the case. Well, Jasper, this has been uh, fantastic, man, and uh, looking forward to uh, to doing it again. Enjoy. Yeah, dude. And, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Much love. Thanks for having me on, man. This is so much fun. It flew you're, by. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you're welcome. Of course. Anytime, man. Open door policy for you, my friend. Anytime you want to come on. And perfect timing, though, because we're, we're wrapping up. But anyway, much love, everybody. Much, much love. Peace. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. Check out Fungi Academy. Put in the promo code Mikeadelic for 25% off their courses. Check out Sheath Underwear. Put in the promo code Mikeadelic. Get 20% off the most comfortable pair of pouch underwear out there. And then check out Ohana Kava Bar. The promo code for that is Time Wheel. And you get 10% off their awesome Kava products. Check out Mushroom Revival for 15% off. Put in the code Mikeadelic. And uh, all the links, of course, are in the description. Please like, share, subscribe. Tell people about the show. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and consider joining the Patreon for bonus content and episodes at patreon.com slash Mike Brank. Till next time, much love, everybody.